ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we got a, another one for you. This is Flashback with the homies. And as usual, I got the one and only. Bossy Becky. Yeah, and a very, very special guest with us today. Uh, he's one that I've been wanting to have on for a while. He's all over Southern California, L.A., Mexico. Alexander Orozco, the hood footie. Yes, in the building. What's up, familia? Glad to be here. I want to thank you for having me on the show. Obviously, I mean, it's huge for me, to for you guys to put me on your platform so your familia can hear me out. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Man, just amazing for for you guys to have me on your, on your podcast, man. Well, we've been talking about this for a while, man. You know, um, we keep you know back and forth. We do a little DM here and there, but we've been talking about this for a while now, getting you on and sharing your story, man. And I've been talking, you know, with the with the whole crew. There's uh, actually another three that belong to Flashback. Shout out Sal, Michelle, okay. Anthony, and uh, this pretty lady right here. <laughs> But I've been talking to them about you, and, um, you know, one thing is, um, what was it been, two years now? It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. I, th- I think we've been following each other for a lot longer than that, though. Yeah, man, and we finally got you in. <laughs> so how you been, man? What's been going on? How's your Christmas going? Oof. Yes. Uh, t- as far as, like, recently, or how far how you- the journey? Or, yeah, uh, how's it? How's it going, man? Uh, you know, I, I was uh, in a hiatus for a minute. I oh. was I was uh, hiatus for a minute about seven months ago. I uh, tried medication for the second time, which I will talk about the first time, and that's how this that that's basically how the hood footy found me. Right, uh, right. The second time, the second time, you know. I didn't really need meds, but I felt like maybe, you know, the first time they gave me the wrong medication, maybe the wrong dosage. So I was like, you know what? Like one always knows themselves. Correct. So, you know, we're always trying to better ourselves. So, so for, like, our, you know what? for our listeners, uh, let me hold up right there. For our listeners who yeah. don't know, you uh, suffer from, um, what is it? Uh, bipolar depression. Bipolar depression, yeah. Uh, which is That's, something you yeah, struggled yeah. with for a while, right? You know what? I mean, it could be as far as like my youth. It's just it just never caught, you know, got caught. I mean, because you know, I basically struggled all like up to my thirty, you know, till I was like thirty six years old. Right. So, you know, and that's why, you know, when I talk about like, oh, you know, I was never like into school, you know, this, this and that, uh, it's basically referring to me not being able to like you know read or capture you know things or things like that like all my shit is just like all i know is through fucking experience right he asked me about like history english math nah no nah no so yeah i mean it could have been since you know since early in my years and you know i grew up with the you know in a in a mexican household so it's very common for them to be uh, neglected to it or, or, you know, just, just all, you know, or drink a 7-Up and you'll get better. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all so, know about the 7-Up, <laughs> the Vicks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, you know, basically I've just, I've been just, I've been learning on my own and, and more and more recently. So when so, did you find out you had... Uh, depression that you were battling this depression bipolar medically you know what it was it was there was times where i would where i would kind of close myself off and be like in this bubble like i remember you know being at being at a job and it's like I, i could i could care less if you know if you know i missed or my attendance and and you know i would i would kind of find myself at home like you know in my room and everything kind of closed off. And I think I, that's when I kind of like realized that there was kind of something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was actually diagnosed was, you know, once I hit 36, 
I, you know, I was fed up with, with alcohol. You know, alcohol played a huge role in my household. My dad actually passed away from uh, from uh, uh, alcoholism where he tried to stop from one day to the next. I mean, but, you know, he was like 51 years old. Oh, so yeah. as soon as he was, he was drinking since he was like, what, what, 11? I think he said 11. Damn. So, yeah, so basically when he stopped, that's when, you know, the whole body reacted to it. And it's like everything hit him, like diabetes, cirrhosis, cirrhosis everything that, you know, uh, is uh, connected with alcohol, it just hit him. And even the doctor was like, damn, like if you would have kept drinking, you probably had a good five more years in you. Damn. Uh, yeah, but once they found out, you know, he was basically given like, uh, what is it, like six months. And normally when they give you six months, it's normally half, half the time. It's so, yeah, you know, I, I, I lost him. Yeah, I lost uh, him and my mom uh, at a young age, uh, coming out of high school. Oh yeah. wow! I, I got, uh, one one after the other. Uh, my dad when I was nineteen, and then my mom when I was twenty. Oh Gosh. wow! Sorry, my man. Hey man, you know what I mean? We 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 go through shit, but you know uh, all the shit that we go through makes us who we are now. Exactly, man. Well, I'm glad you caught it early, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I kind of, uh, I got thrown off. But so at 36, that's when I actually stopped. I was like, I'm done with this. You know, I was DUIs, landing in jail. Uh, I remember, like, it was yesterday when I drove off, like, you know, with my new Chevy Silverado. One night, I got drunk and ended up, you know, crashing into the uh, center divider of the five freeway. Ooh. I remember, uh, yeah, bro. Um, one day, uh, I was at Jack in the Box in, in, in San Fernando, and, and I ba- I was so drunk that I was um, I basically fell asleep at the takeout window. Oh my god! And I was up, I was woken up by the officers knocking on my glass with their uh, with their flashlight. Sounds like, like an episode of Cops, man. Oh my gosh! Oh, no, yeah, yeah. My book is uh, pretty extensive, man. (laughs) So what the cops say when he woke you up? You want fries with that? (laughs) Luckily, luckily, luckily that actually they actually hooked me up because you know my uh, my cousins lived in the area, and I was like, you know what, I'm maybe like a mile away from where my cousins at, this and that. So they actually they were you know good to your boy, and they actually they dropped me off. They took the truck. And they just basically left me on the front porch. But, I mean, shit, better than, you know, yeah. waking up at, <laughs> in jail. Yeah, because yeah. you would have been another DUI. Or was it the first time that it happened? No, uh, that was, I mean, One two DUIs. Many. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so th- that's when I was like, okay, you know, like, I'm 36. Like, maybe this is the time for me to start working on myself. I went to uh, a psychologist, psychiatrist. And, you know, honestly... I don't think they diagnosed me. I think I kind of diagnosed myself mm-hmm. because I was like, into, okay, like I got this symptom, that symptom, you know, uh, I was like, Hey, hey uh, dog, I think I have uh, you know, bipolar depression. And basically what he did was just like, Oh, here, fill out the survey and we'll see where you're at. So for me, I don't know. I just didn't, I, I to, to, to today, it's like, I don't believe in like somebody can really tell you your chemical imbalance by just, you know, doing a survey. Right. But it was, it was uh, you know, so that's when I was actually diagnosed with bipolar depression. I was given medication and then uh, started taking the meds, uh, had a bad reaction to it. The next day I tried to uh, stop taking them from one to the next. And then, well, what happens, I found myself the next day contemplating suicide at work. No. Uh, so yeah, like a man. bad I, reaction? I, did it, like, make you sick or you just, like... It was making it you was feel just worse, mental. or it was just it was, not making you happy. It was happy. Like, like psychological. Oh. Like you just—it was like a psychological. Like you, like you couldn't control it because it, it was just psychological. And yeah, because I didn't even know what was happening to me. So you know, I'm there like at, you know lunchtime, and the reason—the only reason why I didn't drive off was because that company. Well, no, that that facility had uh, multiple companies there. So there was a lot of double parking and somebody was in front of me. Mm. So if not, I would have driven off. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I was just there like, like, oh shit, like, how do I tell my wife this and that? Finally, you know, I built up and, and hit her up and she was like, can you please hold on till you get out of work? And then I'll, I promise you that I will go get you help. And that's how it happened. You know, first we went to, uh, here in Tarzana, the, the, uh, the Tarzana medical group. And they were like, well, you know what, we don't have the equipment to, you know, to, you know, help you out or whatever. So that's when they recommended that we go to, uh, what was it? Valley mission hospital in, in Panama city. Mm-hmm. And I went in there, I got admitted. Um, they did an evaluation and I was in there. Uh, they got, uh, I got treated for 5152 hold. Oh man. What's the 5152? So, which I always get, I, I used to get it confused in the beginning. 5150 is, uh, insane, right? What is, uh, Hmm. Is that, that's it's the insane, uh, right? Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it, it was it's a sale asylum, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't. They, so it's fifty one fifty is a seventy two hour hold because they don't feel they don't feel fit uh, or they don't feel that you're safe to be out in society or to yourself. Fifty one fifty two is when you, they keep you longer, more than the seventy two hours. Oh, so I was in there for like about, uh, five days, I think, five to seven days. Wow. And yeah, that's that's when uh you know med free or were they pumping you with the meds? Oh no. So as soon as they got me in there, they just started feeding me more meds. And I was in there, bro, and it's that was kind of basically I think I feel like that was my breaking point. I was like, shit, like I this is my rock bottom. Right. Like I think I can't get any lower than this. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I, I, as soon as I got out of there, I just, I just started reducing the medication on my own and little by little, but still like there were still lingering side effects. I was, I was numb at home. I remember like it was yesterday, my wife, like in one year, my, my kids in the other, my wife was like, come back to us. We love you. Play with us. Be your happy self again. And, you know, my kids just kind of crying to me and uh, that went on for like a couple months. And, you know, until until the hood foodie found me. So when you say the hood foodie found you uh, now, you were non-responsive to your wife. You were non-responsive really to your kids. But you were at home at the time, right? Or were you functioning? Were you going to work or anything or were you just at home? No, I was just at home. Okay, so when you say the hood foodie found you, is this another like uh, alter ego that you created or did somebody actually find you? No, I guess uh, hmm, that's a good question. I, I never thought about it as an alter Well, yeah, I guess it, it is an alter ego. Um, no, you know, it's uh, so once that was over where I kind of felt myself again, you know, I had Instagram. I was just not really like, you know, active with it. Mm-hmm. But it got to a point where I was like, hey, you know what? Like there's this craze for like social media. Like, you know, people were taking pictures, you know, from like the foodie world to, you know, uh, you name it, any, any category. So, yeah, you know, I was just, I just started going to, like, you know, small mom and pop shops. Uh, so what was, like, your of, first you know, place that, like, encouraged you to, like, go in and actually say, okay, this place I'm going to put on the map? That's what I'm, and see, that's why I say that it found me, because I was just doing it to do it. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to be the social media, you know, mega star or whatever, you know, with the family, like I, that was never like in my agenda. See, this is like, where was, all my questions come in. Cause it's, it's amazing because you created this, this, this dude who talks a certain way and grinds his teeth and the look and, you know, turn him the hood for it. You got the sound. And <laughs> I mean, I'm, this is very interesting to me. Like, so keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the way that I remember it is that I remember my first place was Lenchitas in my hood of Coima. Oh. And it plays a huge uh, role all my life because I was actually born in Lakeview Terrace. Uh-huh. At the time, we lived in, in uh, Pacoima, mm. which that's you know, obviously Lenchitas is in Pacoima. My pa- I, I, I would hear stories that my dad and and my siblings and all the cousins would ride their bikes up to Silmar. And once they were coming back, they would stop Belenchitas for, you know, uh, tamales and menudo. Oh, and then the they menudo. Would- <laughs> and, you know, That's what got you. 
yeah, so basically a pastime for everybody. Yes. And uh, so that's why it's so impactful for me because I, you know, I feel that Nanchitas was like the first place that I took pictures, mm. I posted. And like I said, I was just like going to places that I grew up knowing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this was at a, a time where social media was very commercialized. Like the people only being showcased were people that had money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I definitely want to feel that I was part of the movement that leveled everything out. Yeah, because yeah, you jumped yeah. on YouTube too. And, and you know, I'm not just talking, like, there's plenty of us. But I want to say, I want to feel, because, you know, my, 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 I represent the 818. Right. Yes. So when this started, like, I got kicked out to LA for some reason. Obviously, that's like, that was like, that's the epicenter of the foodie world. Mm-hmm. So once I got out there, it was, you know, I was creating dishes with the people I was helping support. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, restaurants, uh, podcast interviews. McDonald's reached out to us. Uh, now we're like one year in with them with the sponsorship. Yes, sir. Uh, all, the, all the amazing people that I was I was meeting, like you know, all these like uh, business owners, restaurant owners, you know, hearing their story, they're hearing my story. Right. Um, you know, it was just that was basically that replaced the pill. Mm. Right. Right. The food. That was <laughs> you got a new high. <laughs> the soul that food. Was, that was definitely my high. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just showing me so much love and support, and, and to this day, it, it's you. I mean, the the fire is lit. It is, bro. Because uh, uh, I remember when I first heard you, it was actually on. Um, was it Felipe's? It was a. Uh, was it what's oh, up? You're, talking, you're talking about uh, Martin and uh, Hooters. Oh, Martin and Hooters. Yeah, was it? Um, yo, yo, yo. Correct, correct, correct. That's where that's where I first heard him. As I was listening to the interview, I started checking you out right away, and I'm like, "Yo, he, this dude's serious." When you say hood foodie, you're serious. You are in there doing the tacos with the ladies, rolling <laughs> them up. You're doing the 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 whole fucking bread and butter in the back, and you're actually right there. Actually, I I got a hold of you that same day because we uh, went down to LA down the Santee Street. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. remember, I was like, bro, we were just there like a week ago yeah. Yeah. and yeah. we never made it that far. Yeah. Because it's crowded. You know how that's uh, the alleys are in L.A. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. But they have and, such good food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me interrupt you on that. Uh, so the reason why that happened was because, you know, like I said, I got in. I was. I got into the foodie world and, you know, I was getting inv- invitations left and right from, you know, like foodie meetups and things like that. And, and you know, um, what was weird to me was that there was Latinos were not dominant at that moment in the foodie world, mm-hmm. you know, and still today it's, it's like we're still trying to come up in the foodie world. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would be with these groups and it's like they would get the food and sometimes it was just about the picture. Right. They would throw away the food. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah, exactly. This is great food. What are you doing? Promote the food. (laughs) And eat it. Not only that. Not only that. Because you also have to understand that these dishes are really good for a reason. And it's because the people making the dishes put their heart into it and you can taste that. Yeah. Right. Some of them are probably like family, old family recipes and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what, like no, like that's not supposed to happen. Like I wanted to be, I want to, I don't just want, I just didn't want to showcase the food. Like I wanted to showcase the people behind the scenes. Right. That was my goal. And that's what and set you apart, the, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and that's why I meant, like, you know, I, I feel like we were part of the movement that kind of leveled that, you know, everything out because now it's like, how many taqueros don't get showcased? Right. How many you know businesses don't get showcased? Right. So, I, I, it, it's it's definitely a blessing to you know to have that that feeling you know. Yeah, because um, that that's one thing that turned me on to your style because you don't just go around trying food. You go inside, get to know the people, talk to the people, and do all all that, and then um, 
I don't know if you've noticed, but Netflix has actually started like what street food, uh, little docu series, yeah. and mm-hmm. they they started uh, abroad because we you know when we travel we'll go to Mexico, Costa Rica, and all that, and we actually rather hit the hoods in other countries <laughs> rather than you know yeah. the fancy restaurants with the you know garceau, champagne, wine. You know I'd rather get a freaking Corona or a Modelo with a yeah. taco on the side of the road. Right. We'll usually talk to like the locals or somebody, you know, and be like, hey, where's the best place to get a taco? <laughs> now, you know, not just you know? walk by and find a, a restaurant where you can see all the tourists going. Like we will literally walk down into the hood and people are like, you guys walked all the way over there and through there. And I'm like, oh, yep. yeah, the tacos were amazing. <laughs> Man, yeah, so I'm not going to be scared to go get some food. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the locals will definitely always uh, guide you to the to the right places. Oh, they always do. So, uh, <laughs> one of the things I did want to say and congratulate you on is the um, being one of the uh, Los Angeles top twenty five entrepreneur footies. You're number eighteen, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know uh, that, that's it, uh, that's tight. LA Magazine, you know, yeah, they just kind of threw out. You know, I mean, it, it was more like a boat thing where. They yeah. put out, you know, who's your top foodies, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I mean, it's a blessing, man, because even at that time, you know, I was that, that's when I was kind of like in hiatus where like, you know, I don't think people understood that I was. I, bro, I wasn't posting like about for six, seven months. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah. Because, of, you know, it was happening. And, you know, that came up and 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 people started, you know, uh, shouting out other foodies and and. I mean, for me to, you know, to, to be on there, man, the familia is great to me, man. It's that, you know, the, it's, that's the power of the familia. It really is, man. So the foodie, the hood foodie, the growler, the side mouth talker, <laughs> or that guy, how did you create that and what was behind it? Bro, everything was like natural. I mean, it, from, from the name to the, to the logo to, so we'll start off with the name first. Um... I, I actually don't remember how we got the name. My wife swears that she came up with the name. I'll, nice. I'll give her the credit. <laughs> Shout out. Right? I'll give her the credit. But then if you really think about it, like, I wasn't thinking, we weren't thinking about it. But how crazy is it to be, to call yourself the, the foodie and be known to support the community with these mom and pop shops? Like, it's just like, Right away, it was, there was like a link mm-hmm. that we like. I, I, we weren't planning it. Um, the the logo, you know, one day, you know, we, okay, we had the name, so we're like, okay, now we gotta create a logo for it. So one day, I was just playing with Facebook, and I just I was using like a cartoon filter, and I all I just went is like, <laughs> face. That was the logo. The logo had started. Uh, that's how the logo started. Um. That's and gonna you know be the fastest vote- logo uh, story ever, though. <laughs> uh, That's kind of sometimes how it happens. Just made I a mean, face, not bam. Really <laughs> yeah, and then you know, as far as like everything else, everything just put itself nat- you know, together naturally. I, you know, but I, I've always, I always remember my dad telling me that one thing about you is that people are gonna acknowledge your charisma, mm-hmm. and even thinking back to like high school and or anywhere, anywhere possible. I never wanted to be the typical person. I always wanted to be different. That's right. So I don't know if it was, you know, the, you know, me growing up with, you know, in Mexico, you know, watching Lucha Libre. Once I got here, I started watching WWF. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if that, that was kind of like, somehow in, like it inspired it but because i get that a lot like oh my god like you know do you, did you wrestle before or like or what's going on like what you know uh how, where did you get all that and it's just i don't know it's just one day i was just like or like <laughs> you guys come out supporting tell me the hood you sent you. yeah it's, just, it, it's like a it's uh, like your own wrestling character like a, yeah <laughs> i'll tell you me gene <laughs> They don't cover. Yeah, you know, you have that whole ground. Turn the hood for he sent you. Ah, you know, it's it's a whole intro and the outro. And it, do you have a wrestling background? 
Uh, you know what? Actually, one time I had uh, one of my boys, uh, El Hombre de Oro. He was the golden uh, with, boy uh, or the golden man. Yeah, he was with the SWF and he was trying to recruit me. Uh, so SWF is uh, Slammers Wrestling Federation in Sun Valley. I don't know if they were still they're still around because this shit was like about 20, 25 years ago mm-hmm. or no, 20 years, 20 years. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, he took me to the training. Trained once, and I was like, fuck this shit. Like, this ain't for me. uh, It's, uh, you know, I know people have a difficult time uh, thinking that wrestling is fake. I mean, yes, it is. It might be scripted. Scripted, yes. But, um, yeah. It's a workout. Fake? (laughs) No. It's a workout. People break their legs, break their backs. I mean, look what happened to Owen Hart. So the shit's real. Yeah, well, we were just watching a couple days ago. You know, we we hang out with our friends and stuff, and we put up, just for shits and giggles, the Mankind versus Undertaker cage match (laughs) when they went up to the top. And I don't think Mankind or Undertaker knew what was supposed to happen or, you know, what was going to happen was going to happen, but he actually ended up slamming them through it and over, and Mankind was just out. So that part wasn't supposed to happen, but I guarantee it hurt like a real putazo right there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it, oh, no, yeah. That is real. Dog. Yeah. That's real. That's pain. Script part, who wins yeah. or loses, yeah, they already know, but, yeah, the, the, the hits are hard, and you will break your neck if you don't land right. So you said, uh-uh, not, not today. That's not for the hood, foodie. Well, I was like, no, it's not for me. It's not for me at the time, at least. But, yeah, I just, yeah, no, I never never got, not, I watched it. Like I said, you know, growing up, I, you know, I grew up, you know, looking at, you know, seeing uh, Mil Mascaras, El Santo, Blue Them, and, you know, th- things like that. But uh, once I got here, it was more like, you know, Ultimate Warrior, Sid Vicious, Goldberg. Oh yeah, um, the classics. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's changed a lot. We watched it actually in person last year around this time because yeah. we got those right? tickets. Yeah, we. They came here to. Was it road Ma- to WrestleMania? Yeah, the Matthew Knight Arena over here uh, next to the U of O. So first time we bought the whole family, like my parents and all of the, my nieces and nephews and the kids tickets, and we all went and watched. And I was like, this kind of is not the same. Like the characters don't. They just, they didn't direct, I mean, it we looked didn't like they know came anybody. from a gym, you know, <laughs> they were not really, it was not extravagant the way that the characters came in. They just, they looked like they came into from a gym, like they're just wearing like the workout pants and a cut off t-shirt, you know, like that. And I'm just like, okay, this is, yeah. this is not what I was expecting. I wanted Hulk Hogan to come walking out and. It just didn't happen, but some of them. Well, those, I mean, there was some one guy put on a really good show. He has that clown mask, like he all of a sudden pops up in the middle of the ring yeah. in the dark, and that was probably like he looked like some out of Slipknot. Huge, yeah, he did. He looked like he was out of Slipknot, and he was probably the one that had like the best costume. But now the rest of them, yeah, like, we don't really follow the name anymore. What's that? Now I have a question for Ernesto. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you ever wrestle? Because I mean, you, you, I mean, either wrestling, football. I mean, because you got the the body. So no, I did. Uh, growing up, my dad was a Golden Gloves. He was a boxer, so I grew up boxing, and I did a few fights in the ring when I was young, you know. And then that transitioned into a uh, MMA jujitsu. I oh. worked. I, I trained with guys here who were on their way to a fight. Cause I weighed more than them, so we would roll and roll yeah. and roll. But yeah, that's as far as it went, man. I just love bodybuilding now. You know, I just go to the gym, uh, throw some weight around, nothing heavy. You know, I'm forty one or two. I'm forty. Forty. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So I'm like you're I'll getting me confused. I'll throw weight around. I think I'm forty one. You are forty one. But yeah, you know, I'm not trying to get hurt. Actually, one of the guys at my gym, he's a power lifter, my age. And he slipped two discs doing his Ooh. his uh, his heavy ass weightlifting. Well, they compete, you know. But I I ain't trying to compete or do any of that. I just want to look good at forty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I got some uh, uh, discs too. Uh, a messed up disc uh, from playing football. 
uh, got up to semi pro league, but that was about it. You know, oh, oh really? That's what's up, man. How tall are you? Yeah, I'm six two. Six two oh, okay. three six three and a good game. Ah, so, yeah, six two. All right. That's what's up, man. Yeah, because um, you know, one thing is working out, you know, doing all that, and another thing is actually like working too heavy to where you hurt yourselves. And then, you know, like I got a real job, a real family, you know. Like yeah. I need to be able to get up the next day. So correct, correct. I do it yeah. for looks, you know. <laughs> So back back to you. What uh what do you got going on right now uh Christmas wise? Uh, I know you're involved with uh the community a lot. So is there anything going on down there? You know what it's it's just so crazy because there's just so many people to help out. Um I'm at this point like it's getting closer to Christmas, so um I'm kind of trying to push myself to to I don't know. I might, I might just do my, my own little toy drive and just distribute it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, there's just so many people to help out. And I, I just, I'm trying to do the best, as best as I can to help everybody. But at the same time, I have to understand that, you know, like even Superman wasn't, you know, at all places at one time. So, right. you know, we gotta come, sometimes we got to, you know, be real with ourselves and, and you know, but we're definitely trying to give back as much as possible. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah. Well, and just going around to the eateries too right now with COVID and everything going on and getting those places on the map. I'm sure that that's, you know, the owners are appreciative that, you know, it obviously is going to get more customers down there and they're going to want to try exactly the plate that you pulled from them. So, yeah. you know, that, that helps out a lot too, just keeping people, you know, restaurants and stuff in mind while people are being closed down too. And they're having to go out right. for takeout and, you know, you can't go and sit in them anymore. So, you know, that's, that's really helpful. How did that uh, yeah. go down over there with the shutdown? Yeah, when, when oh, once it, uh, it opens up again. Oh, are they shut down still? Uh, well, actually, they're shut down for uh, dining in, mm-hmm. but you can only uh, they can only deliver or take out. That yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah here they just reopen back up for you can you can sit there as long as it's outdoor seating, and obviously oh, yeah, here right? it's freaking cold and rainy. So yeah. yeah, if they don't have like a, one of those big tent things with the heaters. There, nobody's gonna go sit outside, you know. So it sucks. You know what? <laughs> I was wondering how they were gonna do that because obviously a lot of these businesses built tents, but then I was like, okay, well, what about when it, when it starts raining? Like, if you put like you know side side tarps or you know side covers, mm-hmm. it's gonna defeat the purpose. But uh, I think I, I mean I don't know if that was the purpose of just basically shutting everything down. Uh, but yeah, that's a little bit concerning once we do open up mm-hmm. and people are able to, you know, sit outside outdoors. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering, I mean, these small businesses might have to invest even more to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, make it, you know, uh, facilitate that for everybody. Yeah, they have in Oregon. They, I mean, it sucks because mm-hmm. they've, you know, they've spent a lot of extra money just to make their restaurant outside, you know, the, the eating outside, um, so that people can go out there and sit. They've gotten those big, huge fireplace, like tabletop fires and um, the heaters. They're trying to figure it out. And I'm sure, I know that those things aren't cheap. <laughs> so it's, no, yeah. they're definitely yeah. investing a lot just to keep it going and having people come to be able to come and eat and hang out or have a beer, or whatever. But yeah, yeah it sucks. Yeah. Are they losing business down there? You, ever, you see any mom and pop spots dropping? I mean, I started seeing it from the beginning, the beginning of COVID. Uh, I think it's just getting getting deeper now. Uh, I think because of the second, you know, uh, the second coming of COVID. I mean, like I said, like we were talking, uh, you know, they had already invested so much money into accommodating the outdoor dining. Now it's, you know, and they're, you know, they basically got shut down after investing all this money. So they're out that money and they're still trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm already kind of starting to see people lose hope, uh, not necessarily 
they're not necessarily closed, but they're kind of throwing the whole, we might not make it. Mm-hmm. Well, my tia and my tío, so, they had a taco shop up here, a taco truck, and they actually had to shut it down completely, and they actually sold their house and moved uh, down a... Southern California. Riverside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, down a Riverside. You know, they, they just couldn't maintain. And that's happening a lot up here, you know, with some businesses, you know, everybody wants to go and sit at a place, look over the menu, you know, with family, eat, have a few drinks. But takeout is just, you know, going home, picking it up, and then eating. You know, yeah. it's, it's, you miss the atmosphere. It is. It sucks. It's a tough one. And I feel with bad, the, you know. The atmosphere and like for me, like I'm very like picky. So like if I if I go out to eat somewhere, it's because it's one of those places that like you jeopardize it if you take it out of that. Yeah. Like that area. Right. Like you and know, you like, want to eat your like, food say, right go, away. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> You're like, I want it literally come from the kitchen to the table and I eat. Not Mm -hmm. me take it home and it get cold and kind of devalues the taste of the food, I think. (laughs) Well, I think think we're seeing the end of the tunnel here. You know, there is light and, you know, uh, hopefully, what what are they saying? February or March, they might end up having a, a bigger opening. Because gyms are opening back up, at least up here. And certain places are starting to open up, uh, you know, smaller crowds. And I think by February or March, there should be, uh, you know, somewhat of a better opening. And that leads me to the question I have for you, which is, um, are you going to start touring outside of Southern California? Do you see yourself going more abroad? We're trying to take this worldwide. Ah, come up to Oregon, dog. You got some <laughs> spots up here. We need you to check out. Yeah. We have a lot of food carts. A lot of food carts. And that, that's, really I mean, that's basically, you know, dreaming big is not dreaming small. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, you know, if, if when I say dream big, it's because we're dreaming big. Like, mm-hmm. the world needs to know about us. Yeah. You know, yeah, we had, you know, we had a little setback just recently, but just like, you know, I, I created, what was it yet? No, earlier today I had created a post, um, you know, about, you know, my, the difficulty that I had with the medication and I was basically like, you know, you should have finished the job because now, you know, it's like we're back and, and we're stronger than ever. Right. So. Now the mentality, and I'm glad you asked that question because, yes, we want to take this worldwide. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I told you, uh, I DM'd you about uh, the book. I go, you need to have a kind of like a maps book with all the spots that you have featured because they're amazing. I mean, just the food alone and the critics, you know, I'm, I always start going into a rabbit hole and start digging in and I'm like, yo, this place has like barbacoa and this place has like oh sopes and this place. And you need to create a book for people, you know, cause we're up in Oregon. So people can go yeah. down and be like, all right, I got to hit this, 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 and this, you know what I mean? And, and for this specific item, yes. and this specific item. And tell and them this. the hood foodie <laughs> sent you. <laughs> somebody, somebody, uh, like a little tour. Yes. <laughs> Like a map. Yeah, <laughs> a map book. Yeah. Because earlier uh, earlier in this, you know, in the career, it's like somebody had actually told me that, like, they can see, like, uh, a coffee book made from the hood foodie kind of, you know, showcasing, you know, yes. uh, and, and places that I've been. That uh, is but, you know, like, phenomenal. Yeah, and, and it's. People were throwing out like, "Why don't you start a podcast?" Like, and, and yes, sir. and it's like, and and it was kind of like, kind of same the like, same thing with this journey. It's like, it's guiding me. Right. Like, you know, uh, I'm starting to go more, more on lives, and, and people want to join in. And today, I was actually, you know, thinking about it. Like, oh shit! Like, what about if I start having guests 
you know, talking about food, talking about, you know, mental health. And it's like, and what about if that becomes a podcast? That is exactly you know? what you so, should be doing. That is your lane. You know, that is your avenue. And who better to talk about food uh, and all the uh, the mental suffering that you went through and alcoholism? I mean, you're you you have a show rolled into one right there. Definitely. And that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. But uh but just so let's get into the food part because yes. that that's another reason why I say it kind of funny because I never understood how I got into the food game. I I am picky. I don't know how to cook. <laughs> I don't know about food. Well, that's I why you let other people cook for you. All right, all right. You're losing me over here. You're losing me over here. <laughs> I have a palate. I mean, I know what, what I like and I, what I don't like, right? Okay. I've always had great cooks around me, whether it was my wife or my, my, my mom. Like, they're phenomenal people. So when people tell me, like, have you been to this place? Have you been to that place? Like, I just started going out maybe like five years ago. So, but, you know, going through the experiences that I've, I'm going through, especially just this recent one, I understand now that food is my platform, but mental health is my calling. Because that mental health, I do know. I have experienced it. Mm-hmm. I know how it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it, it's, it's, and I've always felt that it's, it, you know, there was one point where, you know, I was like, this is bigger than me. It's getting it's bigger, bigger and bigger and bigger. Like that drawing behind you. <laughs> <laughs> the painting. <laughs> I love that thing. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> well, you're right, man. It I is. Actually, that was, What's that? Logo. That was the first logo. Yeah. Oh, really? Sure. Yeah. Somebody was like, you know, you you could get cut for copywriting, right? Uh-uh. You guys ever watch Dodgeball? The what? what? Dodgeball. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. That's uh wow. Ben Stiller. Remember Dodgeball? Oh, that's the- oh okay. <laughs> oh snap! I it's knew I recognized it. It's just with my face instead of Ben Stiller's. Oh, that's awesome, okay. though. <laughs> that is awesome. Man. But yeah, that was that was actually the first logo. Wow, the, shirt, the first shirt. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so you can't cook, but you love food, and you know you, you know where the spots are. How do you find out where where to go? Like, what guides you there? Just the feel. I mean, like one day you're in Anaheim, next day you're in Riverside, next day you're in like Pacoima. How do you know where to go? And when? My familia. They tell there's you, a hey, lot of check this place out? out. There's, oh. there's a lot of people that reach out and it's, you know, it's the familia that guides me, whether it's a business owner or somebody that wants to help support a business. Or, um, and it's just a feel. Like uh, once, once I had become the hood foodie, it, it's crazy because I think that's when I had finally started loving myself. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. It just it felt like it felt like it just gave me superpowers. Like you know, I can feel, I can taste, I can sense. Um, you know, it guided me. You know, working with like the right people. You know, stay away from the wrong people. Uh, I've had to cut family members because you know there was there was negativity there. I mean, I, I just can't be around negativity um, because that affects you. Right. It's toxic. It affects you. Yeah, it's toxic, and it's 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 sad to say that. You know, the first people that try to take you down are the people closest to you. Yep. Oldest story ever told right there. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, you know, that's why I I keep, I I realized to keep my, you know, circle small and, you know, just with, you know, uh, people that I feel strong about. And, and, you know, I've, I've been reached out by huge accounts, but if I don't feel it, I don't feel it. That's what's up, man. I'm glad you felt us. (laughs) (laughs) man we've been feeling for a minute dog we've been familiar for a while yes sir yes sir we have man and i am so glad 
that you uh, came on and told your story. And, man, we got so much more to talk about. But what do you have going on right now? Like, what what's the hood foodie got or hood foodie got for the future? So right now, like I said, after I'm telling you, bro, like the reason why I keep repeating this is because I just came out like, you know, I just came out of that that whole depression, like just maybe like a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Like I just I went to sleep not knowing who I was. I woke up and I was, oh, shit, I was like, damn, like I felt that little fire again, you know, so I just I grabbed a shitload of uh, firewood and I threw it in there and I started dreaming big again. And by the next day, I was already doing podcast interviews. I I, I was uh, on the B-Side show. Mm -hmm. I linked up with my girl, uh, Roxy, you know, to help support small businesses. Like, she is amazing. Like, she wants to help out so much as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll surprise somebody, you know, uh, you know, show, show those stories. And, bro, like, for example, we did a showcasing with El Jefe, uh, El Jefe Baja Style, which he does seafood. Wow. The dude, like, she had a thousand followings in one day off oh, her wow. stories. Bro. Off her stories. And where is uh, that person located, the seafood? Uh, he moves around. Uh, he's actually uh, originally from Paris. But, yeah, he, he, he stays around that area. But once in a while, he'll try to come out to Long Beach or oh. does a lot of catering. I mean, his it, the seafood is... Probably I'm not too there. much about like, seafood, but... Like Roxy has been pushing me to, you know, try new different things. Uh -huh. Dude, that shit was fire. Like it was bomb. Did you post about uh, it? Uh, no, she posted it, and no, no, I was I was too entertained eating. But uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, uh, El Kip is is, uh, is familia, so you know, I wanted to make sure that uh, you know, we helped them out a little bit, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I'm glad that we blessed them. Recently, you know, people started reaching out. Like, uh, well, actually, uh, I don't know. Do you know Dino from uh, Fear Factory and Brujeria, Asesino and all that? Yeah, I, I follow. Okay. Okay, so he was at, uh, what is it, Evil Cooks, right? Which is, it's you know, it's it's a heavy metal inspired pop-up from my, my, my boys out there. And he actually showed up. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, and I, and I, I, I sent him. You gotta be fearless. First of all, you gotta you gotta be fearless. So I, I sent him a, a message. I was like, "Oh man, Dino, like I remember my Godfather man took me to a show once, a Fear Factory show, and you guys, you know, kicked ass and this and that." And you know what his response was? He was like, "Bro, I don't know what's taking you so long, but you should be taking me to like eat at these places." Yeah. You know, like, oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah, like I was like, oh, excuse you know, me. Bring back. <laughs> <laughs> so then, then I, that was like, oh shit, we're gonna bring back rolling with the hood footy, and the segment with rolling with the hood footy is people, oh, well, my familia taking me to their favorite mom and pop shop so we can help them support. Nice. So oh, you know, that'd be cute. Uh, Dino yeah, Dino hit me up. My boy, my boy, uh, Ezon from uh, Hungry and High. We, you know, so these are people, that, uh, projects that are pending. Uh, uh, Ricky Funes, uh, he's he's a boxing trainer here in, in the Valley that's a celebrity, you know, uh, boxing coach. Um, what else? Uh, th this is my third podcast interview. I did, a, like I said, I did B-Side Show. I did a, a Fidel's uh, Talking, Talking Again podcast. Oh, yeah, shout out uh, to did, Talking uh, Again. I just... Uh... I just uh, talked to him the other day because of you. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because <laughs> of that little mini interview with yeah, you. We yeah, we did the talk, the teaser, yeah. Yeah. And actually, yeah, that's that's when we set this up, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, you know, it just about it, and it's funny because somebody, I, I think, was it you or somebody like, oh, uh, what you got going on? What, how's your, oh, no, it was Fidel. He was like, how's your uh, podcast tour coming? And it kind of made me think, like, oh shit, like, oh, like, yeah, maybe uh, what, like, you're on fire, bro. Is, you're on fire. Maybe, maybe this is how we get the word out, like, you know, mm -hmm. like just, you know, uh, I already got a who is it? Uh, oh man, uh, I forgot his name, but I'm I'm booked uh, on 
for for February for another for another one. I know, I know Mega Man wants to do another the the second one. Yeah, oh, that's right. You were on Mega Man's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was. That was there like maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and then you know, like I said, you know, bringing back uh, Rolling with the Hood for you as as soon as like you know places open at least you know outside dining because a lot of people are, like still kind of feel uncomfortable being out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once you know once it opens up again, we're gonna start hitting Rolling with the Hood for you once again and and uh, um. Like I said, 2021, trying to re, uh, rebrand. So hopefully, I have a new logo. I just recently got uh, my name uh, trademarked, so nobody can take the hood foodie name no more. Sweet. Uh, wow. Yeah, that took like a year, <laughs> but we Jeez. did it. That's what's um, up, man. You're on yeah, fire, bro. And, You're doing it. You're on fire, homie. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and it's it's, and just like I always say, man, it's it's. I, I can put out product, mm-hmm. but it takes a familia to help support it. That's right, right man. So I don't want to. I don't want to take all the credit. It's mm-hmm. it's not about me. Like I, I, that's why I always preach that it, it found me because if it wasn't for the familia, right. That's. Shout out to the family, man. Yeah. That's one thing. Oh, yeah. They've always been there. And we always going to be there for you, dog. Always. Absolutely. Hey. Ro- rolling with the f- hood foodie. Now you hey. got some more family. When we come down, when we come down, <laughs> we are definitely linking up. And uh, we'll, roll with, we'll roll with you and we'll do a podcast, you know, on, on the move. Yeah, that would be fun. Like wherever we're at. We'll just sit down, <laughs> eat, talk. Next place, do it again, you know. Yeah. Well, hopefully Anthony and Michelle and Sal will the rest come of the crew because they're they're the so much fun. <laughs> What's that, dog? The more the merrier. Oh the yes. No, and, and it's funny because yeah, the, even even before I got on, you know, we got on this live, I was like, yeah, man, I, I can just imagine it. You know, when they come down to LA, you know, we'll, I'll, we'll definitely put together a brother with the hood for the. Uh, episode yeah. oh. well and his brother lives down there too so he'll be coming Norwalk. yeah he'll be coming along too because he loves food so much <laughs> yeah that's one thing we, he's always actually taken us to some good places yeah we've talked about that man and ever since this covid thing happened you know we were supposed to be down there this year you know because there's a couple podcasts down there that uh want us to stop by and, and do a actual live one but COVID hit and it just put everything on on pause for us. So we haven't been able to go down there and meet up with you. Like we've been planning and doing a a let's get fat boy run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but definitely, Wear man. Stretchy pants. <laughs> yeah, stretchy pants. <laughs> I'm, I'm and sweaters. Them. I'm wearing them right now. Let's <laughs> hope it's not summertime where it's hot. <laughs> Real quick, I wanted to touch on the Mickey D's thing. What's uh what's that all about? So I uh, was like about, I would say like, I was in 3,000, like around 3,000 followings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time, like, it's crazy because all my, all my peers, like it was all about followings, this and that. Like for me, it was never like, I mean, shit happens, shit happens, you know, uh, for me, it was more the projects. Right. So for McDonald's to reach out to me, to me well, reach out uh, to us at 3,000 followings, and they're like, I took it as a, they they saw something in me. Yeah, that's and they're like, you know, yeah, I was like, they were like, you know what, like, we want to run with you. Let's do an internship with potential partnership, and see where it goes. And like I said, I, I think it's about I would say like about a year where they gave me my first sponsorship, and uh, I've done I've done five or six of them with them already. Oh wow. So and and it's crazy because everybody was uh, praising me for the the McRib uh, shape kit. The McRib that just came out, didn't it? A new one. Yeah, like yeah, only in the so last it. like couple like week or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that post. yeah, that post. Yeah. Um, and what was crazy to me was that I was told that not too many people like got it in the South South Carolina division. Like I was one. 
So, and I got like a lot of praise from like, pe- like even pe- big people like, damn, bro, like, like people started noticing. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, we've never seen that shit ever. Like, it's that, that's, yeah. So, it's big, um, big, big. Yeah, man. So, you know, a uh, huge shout out to, you know, to the Familia uh, in McDonald's because they've, you know, they've been supporting me from, from a uh, small following, man. I, and I feel that that actually created, the network that I have because bro, like it's crazy, man. Like, I mean, I can text, I can email, I can reach so many huge influencers. Right. And I feel like it started with McDonald's when I first, when the first event that I, I went, uh, that they invited me to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, from there, it's just, it's, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Yeah, that sounds like that's it's fabulous, man. I'm gonna drop a bomb. Great. I'm gonna drop a bomb for McDonald's real quick. Because <laughs> we all know we love it. I'm loving it. Is that McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did I say it right? Man, you're awesome, bro. You're a great, great fucking inspirational story, man. You know. Man, you guys, uh, you guys, you guys don't even understand like the impact that you guys have on me, man. It's, it's, and you know, I was talking about this earlier on in the live where it's, it's, it's been difficult for me to accept, you know, because I accept it because I've, I've growing up, I would just, you know, it was just, I would downplay myself. Like, you know, I never give myself credit. I, I never, you know, um, I was just, I, I just never thought highly of myself until, you know, this happened. And it, at, at this point, it's still like, you know, like people just, you know, keep telling me that I, I inspire them. And, you know, there was a, 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 one of my life changing experiences was when somebody told me that I changed. Well, they wanted to thank me. And I was like, thank me for what? And she's like, because of you, I'm doing what I love. And, you know, I mean, what, how do you respond to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how do you respond to that? It's oh, just, yeah. you know, so I was kind of like, like, it just kind of woke me up. And I, you know, it just, it added more fear to the fire. Exactly. Because, yeah. see, when uh, when we started talking and everything, you know, the 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 thought of running a podcast, starting a podcast started with us, but we never really kicked it off until this year. Yeah. Yeah. Our first one was Super Bowl horrible. day. <laughs> well, yeah. it was just like, you couldn't really hear it. Well, we didn't know what we were doing. You know we what just, I'm saying? We're like, let's just do it. <laughs> and we had like 10 people around but the table and no, kids running around. Nobody and- <laughs> knew how to hook up the microphones or, or do any of this. You know, we just did it on a whim and we'll see what happens. It sounded like dog shit. But the feedback, you know, you think in your head, you know, oh, man, I should stop. This is bullshit. You know, nobody's going to listen to this. And the first one is one of the highest listened to ones. Yeah. So we kept going. I'm like, all right, well, let's keep going. And we've been doing it. And the support and the new friends we've made through it. And, you know, having people like you on to tell your story. You know, we had a uh, shout out Juan Catalan from uh, The Long Shot uh, on Netflix. And, you know, you guys tell your stories and and it brings inspiration to a lot of people out there, you know, who are going through the same thing. And they need to hear that because, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, even when you think there isn't, like you said, Hood Foodie came and smacked you and said hey bro let's do this you know what i'm saying without you even knowing <laughs> so these are great stories that i love to listen to and i follow up and i reach out and hey you just happen to be a, the type of dude that's like yeah let's let's roll let's do this well that's kind of the that the nice thing about podcasting too is you get to know people all over yeah and get to know their stories so it's it's been cool it's been interesting it's 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 definitely been a good experience but like you said, we downplay it. You know, we always think, uh, who the hell is listening to this? And then you find out, like, what? People uh, trust me. People listen. People yeah. listen. <laughs> it's and, crazy. And, and exact, exact point that, you know, uh, that you were making. Yeah, like, so you guys, 
understand how it is to meet the people behind the scenes and how fulfilling it is. Yeah. Yes, very much because so. Because it, it brings you down to earth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. So, like, yeah. the merch, right? Like, y'all want my merch? Like, people are asking for it, which, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it will be dropping 2021. <laughs> but People keep asking us, and I'm like, we I know, I'm like, you have many. Like, I'm, I'm wearing well, it. Yeah, what well, we've the, made. But. We make it for ourselves, and people are like, yo, we like that shirt. Where is it? I'm like, I'll, I'll just send you. Like, you, you know, you just send me the shirt. Like, hey, I got you, family. But I'm, I'm just honored by having you on, bro, and, and you being open and telling your story, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm even more grateful because, like I said before, like you're giving me you're giving me the opportunity to be on your platform for your family to hear me out and and you know having decided like hey we're 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 with the hood foodie or we're not regardless i mean you know but it i mean that to me is just the blessing in the sky i mean it's i mean that's why like you know when you hit me up like hey let's do a podcast i was like let's do it whenever you need to, well, let me know time day you know and we'll make it happen yes sir you know? That's how much my familiar means to me, man. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. So we're coming uh we're coming down to to the near end. Is there anything uh well one of the questions I always ask actually, everybody, all my guests, beings that this is flashback with the homies. Do you have a flashback story that you would like to tell? It could be anything funny, uh <laughs> Secretive, you got a dark secret you want to let out. Those are the best. <laughs> anything, anything, but it is something I always ask. I mean, no, I just, I mean, when when I hear flashback with the homies, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm just reminiscing of like the you know the backyard parties up in the hood, you know, like just nineties, you know, yeah, freestyle music, the the rock in espanol, you know, dancing with all the, the honeys. <laughs> You remember the quebradita days? <laughs> when everybody... no, I, 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 I was never able to learn quebraditas. Me neither. I just remember everybody rolling around and you had to have your your belt or your bandera of Zacatecas or Tijuana or you you know, you had to represent and the Cholitos would be you know, there'll be gang members from Monday to Friday about six o'clock, but from Friday six o'clock to Sunday, they're straight cowboys. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and what was crazy was like, you know, it was like like you know salsa and merengue dancers. Like if you knew if you knew quebraditas, that's all you needed to know. You had game. Yes, that was. <laughs> and we all stood back watching them dance, going, "Damn, I saw, I can't wait for I Monday. I want to practice more. <laughs> Monday I'll be a cholo again." <laughs> Man, that is a flashback right there. <laughs> Deep house, that's awesome. So where you uh, where you stay at? Where you live at? Eight one eight, but where? At Fernando Valley. Uh, so, right now I'm in Encino. Okay. But so people would be like, "Wait a minute! So how can you be hood if you're in Encino?" Uh, but I might, like I said, my my story is my book is extensive. You know, I was born in Lake Terrace, grew up in Leona. Well, actually, when I turned one. We were living in Pacoima. My dad moved us to Leon, Guanajuato, Mexico. Oh. So I actually grew up out there. Oh, wow. Uh, till the, yeah, like till late 80s. Then we came back here. And that's when, uh, you know, we started living uh, in Silmar. We, my dad got a mobile home for six of us, and we were parked on the side of my aunt's house. Uh, and yeah, we it went from like Silmar to San Fernando to Coima to Sun Valley to North Hills to Northridge to Reseda, and now now you guys moved more than a military family. (laughs) Oh my god, dang! And you know, and and, you know, and you know, Ice Cube's like you know my neighbor. He's up in the hills over here, so you know. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Him and his beard. (laughs) (laughs) We actually just watched him two days ago. Oh yeah, are we there yet? <laughs> are we there yet? Isaiah demanded that. <laughs> What's his name in that movie? Nick. Nick. Yeah. When I met when I met him here, 
It's so funny because we watched this concert. Oh, my God. Uh, it was how the West was one concert with Snoop and him and, and Dub C and the whole Corrupt. dog pound. Yeah. So we're watching the concert. We're gangstered up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes down. Uh, we're in the back. Backstage, you know, VIP as usual. Flashback with the homies. Right. <laughs> and uh, we're back there and he comes down and I'm like, yo, man, what's up? And the only thing I could think about was... My kid loves you as Nick. Um, are we, I'm I was like, like, oh my god, I can't believe you just said that to him. Everything I could, and He's he actually like, yeah, looked that's up. What's up? Yeah, he looks over. He goes, oh, that's what's up, my man. I'm like, yeah. I was like, how embarrassing. Yo, Nick, what's up? That's. I was excited for my kid. <laughs> but he laughed about it. Yeah, he, he was did. like, <laughs> yo, actually, that happened to me once. Uh, I was at a, I was like at a, it was like a food concert festival, and some a girl came up to me. She's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, can I take a picture of you? Uh, can, can we take a selfie? My mom's gonna love it." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> like, my oh, mom. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> it's like before her, she was a floss. My mom. Look, mom, I'm jealous. <laughs> That is what's up, man. But (laughs) hey, thank you so much for doing this, man. It's it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about it for God, how long now? But as usual, man. Flashback with the homies. We want to thank the Hood Foodie. You want to give out your social media? Follow me mostly in August. Social media platform. <laughs> yes, sir. I am Ernesto Grumzilla. Bossy Becky. And with that, we are out. <laughs>